Welcome to Your Intention Matters, the podcast. My name is Paul Madot. Thank you very much for joining us today. I have Cal Benedict. He is VP of Sales at Beanfield Metro Connect, coming to us from the great city of Toronto. Now, I'm a little bit biased here, but it doesn't make me wrong. Good morning, Cal. How are things? Doing really well, Paul. Thank you. Great. Well, listen, thanks for being here. Say hi to everybody and uh, say uh, just give them a quick intro. Sure. Uh, hi, everyone. Um, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Cal Benedict, VP Sales at Beanfield, as Paul uh, mentioned. Um, I've uh, been at Beanfield for 12 years. I know that uh, I think in, in sales roles, it's been mentioned to me that 12 years is uh, sometimes an uncommon amount of time to stay uh, to stay in one place. But uh, I've been very lucky and I've been, been able to, uh, to, to grow inside the company and, and help the company grow at the same time. Well, good. And Cal, again, I appreciate you being here. Let's start with this. Listen, we're, we're recording this at the end of June. Uh, last four months have been uh, a turbulent, uh, putting it mildly in terms of a time for businesses, countries, the world. Um, a lot of issues going on, Black Lives Matter and social injustice and COVID, COVID-19 and coronavirus and pandemic and lockdown and, and quarantine and you know, all kinds of stuff going on. So talk to me about how are things? Uh, how are you personally doing? How's the team? How's your family? Um, how, how have you been surviving, uh, you know, the last, you know, 120 days or so? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll, we'll start at the, uh, at the, the professional level and, and work our way down. Um, the, you know, I think we, uh, being a telecom company, uh, the first couple months of uh of the pandemic as people were, were planning um on being working from home and um how that was going to affect their business uh were quite busy for us uh we had a, a lot of companies kickstart cloud projects we had a lot of companies kickstart um you know disaster recovery and uh, and work from home initiatives uh that they'd been kind of you know working on for for a while previously but then all of a sudden needed to uh, to kickstart uh we had, um, you know, as, as part of the response and having more people connecting into office servers from home, uh, companies increased the amount of bandwidth they were they, they were needing out of their their, their office. So we were quite busy initially, um, and uh, and we sort of just continued to try and work on different uh, work from home solutions that we could provide to our client base uh, throughout the, uh, I guess as you mentioned, these turbulent times. Great. And on the personal front, you and your family? Yeah, uh, so I've got two young boys, um, four and uh, an eight. Uh, so we, we've had to, well, actually one of them turned eight uh, in, in April, the other one's turning five next week. Um, so we've had to figure out a, a, you know, a bunch of different uh, social distancing me- measures and we had to throw a, like a, a, a social distance birthday party for our eight-year-old, which was, uh, <laughs> Which was which was different. Um, I'm sure. And uh, so, just trying to find different ways to to keep them entertained. And uh, I've taken to taking them on long walks, like they're a pair of German shepherds. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, just like it, just figuring out different ways to kind of keep everyone, uh, you know, motivated and entertained, and not uh, destroying our house. Well, I, we, I, we actually we even bought a, a bouncy castle at one point um, just so that they could go and uh, re- release some of the uh, 
some of the the pent up energy that, uh, that that young boys tend to have. Well, that's a great purchase. You know, I'm I'm a, a dad as well, two kids, six and four, and uh, in, I've never appreciated teachers more than than now, uh, given yeah. what, given what they do. And and these are my kids, and like they're like two of the most most important people in my life. And it's like, oh my goodness, I haven't bred myself to be a kindergarten teacher at all. I'm I'm a sales <laughs> trainer. I teach adults. I don't teach kids, right? So. Um, much respect for them. And to your point, you know, trying to get creative with them, not so they sit on the iPad all day and just, you know, veg out. And so we're trying to take them for walks. And of course, we live up by the water. And so we get out on the kayak a little bit here and there and, and, and get creative with it. But uh, uh, I'm looking forward to the camps opening up up here anyways, in, in the next week or so. And I'm really hoping that school is somewhat back to normal in September, because if this goes any longer, I'm not sure. <laughs> Yes, yeah, I think it takes a special sort of uh, patience to, to be a to, to be a teacher. So de- definitely have a lot more respect yeah. for uh, for for that profession. For yeah, sure. absolutely. All right, well, listen, let's get into it then. Um, your intention matters, as you know, the title of the podcast. Nothing's really given to you. Everything that we have starts with intention and mindset, all earned along the way. And Cal, I'm looking forward to uh, to your story here because you know, listen, I don't know how many episodes I've done thus far, but I've had some really interesting cool guests on and all have different meandering paths but i am really, really looking forward to you telling me how you converted a background and education in dramatic arts into a career in sales so if you're ready to go uh the floor is yours let's go back to 2008 uh still a turbulent time in the world with the mortgage crisis that happened and all that was going on there and so you're getting ready to start your career. You're in dramatic arts. Um, take me back 12 years ago. What did you think you'd be doing at the time? Uh, so what well, I went to, yes, yeah, so I went to the uh, American Academy of Dramatic Arts uh, in New York. Um, and uh, while I was there, I kind of went through, at one point I was convinced I was going to be an actor. And then while I was at school there, I was, it's a fairly... Um, uh, prestigious school so they have like a year one and then they cut down the class um, and only accept a certain amount of people back for year two and then there's a uh, a company year after that um, by the time the company year rolled around um, I had been invited to join the company um, but thought that maybe my uh, career wasn't going to be sort of in front of the camera it was going to be more like either behind the camera or uh, writing scripts and uh, so I was practicing, uh, you know, writing stories and writing out dialogue for for other people um, and uh, left uh, left New York to come back to Toronto um, and, uh, and and sort of work on that craft and uh, had a bunch of other sort of little jobs here and there. I worked, uh, I think, at Extreme Fitness when that was still uh, <laughs> when, when that brand was still around. Um, but one of my uh, one of my friends uh, had uh, this this telecom company called Beanfield, uh, which was still fairly small at the time, and they were trying to launch a uh, a VoIP uh, voice over IP uh, phone platform, and um, they didn't have anyone, uh, I guess, who was specifically selling that particular product, and w- weren't sure entirely how to get it off the ground, so. They, uh, he just kind of one day in conversation was like, well, I know you're working on some scripts and some other things, but um, do you want to come and try and sell phones? And I was like, well, I don't know anything <laughs> about phones um, or, <laughs> or telecom. Really or selling. 
um, yeah, or selling. I mean, and uh, I, I, I mean, my experience in selling prior to that, um, I mean, outside of, you know, the, the acting training, I had done like some nightclub promoting in, in New York and, uh, and I lived in Las Vegas for a bit. Um, but, and that was pretty much, you know, I think the, the extent of it. Um, but I found, I guess, uh, and it's funny, the, the, the intention matters part. I think the intention behind all of those things, whether it's, you know, acting or storytelling or getting mm. people inside of a nightclub is, uh, or buying phones, as it turns out, was, you know, was, was, was very, was very similar. There, there was a kind of a common path uh, throughout all of that. And um, one is just, it's just connecting with people. And, um, and when you connect with people and you understand what it is that they're, that they're looking for or what matters to them, I think the rest of it kind of comes together. And so understanding like the, the reason why someone would want to go, uh, you know, would, would want to uh, listen to a story or hear, uh, you know, hear someone else's perspective. And then that leads to like, okay, well, why, why does someone want to go into a nightclub, which is similar to like, why does someone want to buy a phone? What do they mm. need phones for? Um, and I think that's kind of been the, the common thread through, uh, through my experience is kind of wanting to have that understanding, um, and, uh, that, that, I guess, empathy towards what other people are, are, are looking for. So Cal, I'm curious about your, uh, your interest and your passion for, uh, arts and acting and, and, and that, and that career. Um, did you have visions of Oscar, Tony, Emmy? What, what did you think you'd be doing? <laughs> Uh, in all seriousness, did you have a path in terms of what you thought you would want to do if you went down that career path? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think like when I was in high school, there was this like I had this big like in my head, this big kind of film career. Mm. Um, when I got to New York um, and got to experience kind of uh, live theater at the highest and perform on stages, the adrenaline rush uh, of doing like a performing in front of a live audience. Um, that part, I think, really hooked me um, and getting to kind of, um, yeah, just, just yeah. kind of be in that moment as everyone kind of follows along or follows the character arc. And a lot of times you're doing plays or you're doing um, scenes that people know, right? People know what the outcome is, but they still kind of follow along if you're doing your job correctly. And they still experience all those emotions with you. Um, while while you're experiencing them and i think there that adrenaline rush really kind of changed my mind about uh the, the the career i thought i was i was aiming for uh on screen and uh and then as i continued to work through that it was i kind of came around to like well what if i could like write these things that people react to in this way what if i could tell someone else's story in a way like uh that, that you know that, that they can't was that an easy, you know, your comment around live um, uh, theater uh, rings true as, as a as a um, as a fan of that? Because I remember going to New York myself with my wife a few years ago, and we saw Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, and Al Pacino was in it. Of course, he was in the movie from like call it thirty years ago. Of course, he played yeah. a different character. But to see the actors, I knew the outcome of the movie, I knew the story, but I'm like, I'm totally hooked into what they're doing and how they're engaging with each other on the stage, much more so. Than, than I am if I'm ever watching a movie, whether it be on Netflix or in a theater, right? Uh, so I get that part, which is which uh, which is pretty cool to hear it from your perspective as somebody who did it that you that you acknowledge that as well uh, that it that the audience is is captivated by what you're doing. So you have to be on because it's in the moment. There is no cut. It's like you, have, you right. So talk to yeah. me about what it was like. 
um, when you decided not to do that? Was that an easy decision? Was that something that was like you were depressed over or was it just, okay, I got it. I'm not going down this path. I'm happy to do something else. Um, I don't know that I ever like made a conscious decision like that. This is not what I'm doing. I think like I just as I continued to evolve and as my like, kind of interests around how I could be part of that, um, that that world changed. Um, I just ended up with different opportunities and just kind of kept running with them. Um, so, you know, like I said, I, I was still writing screenplays when I got the offer to come and help start selling phones at Beanfield. Um, and, you know, I still kind of wonder if it's at some point I'm going to, uh, try and find some of those old files and, and start hmm. up again. Um, but, uh, you know, I think like, I, I don't know that I ever consciously made a decision that like, okay, I'm not doing this now I'm doing this. It was more just like this. I'm really enjoying this. Let me, let me push forward on that. Let me see where this goes. Um, so and, and I, I, I don't know, and, and maybe that is just in itself a, uh, a decision, right? Just the, like to constantly just to kind of take what, uh, take what opportunities are in front of mm. you and run with them. So, okay, so, so you're in New York, you're, you're starting here, but you come back to Toronto. And, and so Beanfield sounds like they kind of found you a little bit. And so you go, okay, I'm in, no problem. And so you touched on it at the start uh, as, as you were providing your intro you know, 12 years or so at the same organization, it's not it's not uncommon, but it's not the most common thing either these days. And, uh, you know, the, the younger generation seem to be a little more, well, is the grass greener? Or maybe I'll stay here for a year and a half or two years and I'll jump ship. And I imagine you might experience that in your role now with some of the people that you bring on board. And so talk to me about your uh, your your career at, at uh, Beanfield, because you've had a few different roles. And I don't imagine you were just gifted the next job and uh, that you had to earn it. And, but, and they're all very different uh, skill sets in terms of individual contributor versus director versus VP. And uh, they're different roles here. So um, 12 years, same company. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think 11 like years. Said, sorry. I, I, no, I think it's 12 in is, June. Is it 12? Okay, cool. Yeah. June 20th or June. I think I started June 2008. Um, and yeah, they, they did find me, and I think I've been, um, I, I've been lucky in that they've, I've, I was given a lot of, um, like a lot of freedom to figure out what I was, what I was good at, um, and figure out, you know, how I could contribute. Um, and the other part of it, like I said, is I, I never really said no to an opportunity, mm. right? So it was the only. Even at times when I was, you know, like I said, I didn't know anything about phones, but they were like, here, do you want to try this? So it's like, sure, let's go. And then, you know, then it was like, okay, well, the phone thing is working really well. Do you want to try selling other stuff? Okay, sure. Let's, you know, and I think um, the, I was talking with someone the other day who was, we were, we were talking about how improv and like, you know, whether people should do improv classes and things like that. And I think there's uh inherently in improv i mean you're taught ones to be in the moment to be present in it but you're also uh you know i think one of the, the common phrases there is yes and right where you just kind of commit to, to the bit wherever yeah. it's going um and i think that's you know i think that's been one of the the keys to my success and the fact that i've, I've been able to do a number of different roles there um is a lot of times if i was presented an opportunity it was just like okay yes and and then figure out you know how do i do how do i do this best and i and with with the sales people that that, that i've worked with over the years and, and the ones that that still work for me today i mean one of the 
common things that I try to talk about is, um, you know, you get to decide how great you want to be. And, and sales is one of the, the, the very few kind of jobs where you have this, this opportunity every day to decide, like, I want to be great at this. And the better I, and you and you can dedicate yourself to, you know, whether that's I want to make more money, I want to do, you know, wh whatever it happens to be, you have this ability in sales to go out and perform. Right. And it's, it's kind of like being a professional tennis player, or a professional golfer. You're responsible to yourself at the end of the day, mm -hmm. almost more than more than to anyone else. And so um, I think that's kind of the, the mindset that, I, that I've tried to have for myself and that I try to uh, to instill in in the people that, uh, that that I've worked with over the years is, you know, bet on yourself and decide what kind of career you want to have. And so after four years or so, or four to five years initially with Beanfield as an individual contributor, uh, I imagine for you to uh, sustain that length of time, you must have achieved um, significant success because otherwise you wouldn't do it anymore. And so did, did Beanfield reach out to you to say, hey, we want you to move into next, this, this next role? Did you raise your hand around moving into commercial development and then ultimately VP of sales? How did that happen? Um, I think it, there's been a, a, a couple different um, circumstances. I think like we there was we've tried bringing in we tried bringing in a few different people over the years in so, in some of the leadership roles. Um, some of the like the commercial development stuff um, is one of the strategies that that I employed early on was um, ensuring that we had really good partnerships with some of the real estate and um, and REIT and um, you know commercial leasing agents. Uh, that that work in the industry, uh, that part was similar to the, like in in my head was similar to uh, to, to, to nightclub promoting. Mm. Is you you can't necessarily talk to a thousand people, but if you can talk to the right a hundred people who have a lot of friends, um, then th then you can get a lot of people to come to your nightclub. And I think um, you know th that was a bit the approach that we that we took to sales. And so I because I built some of those relationships, um, that was just sort of a natural progression where it was like okay if I'm, I'm doing this for myself it's it's successful for me how do i now do that successfully for the company as a whole mm. and so that was that that transition um and uh and then yeah and then just kind of kept uh i think kept performing and kept pushing and seeing you know what else was um wh what other opportunities were, were, were going to make themselves available in, inside the company and uh got it got the opportunity to do uh, like, as you said, from an individual contributor, and I did the, uh, some director stuff, and I went back to doing some um, individual contributing, and, and, and uh, just sort of my, my role kept increasing inside the company. Uh, you, you mentioned um, a nightclub promotion a couple times here. You know, I'm a Toronto boy myself. I'm in my mid-40s. Uh, which clubs did you use to promote? Uh, so I, I didn't do that in Toronto. I did oh, that didn't. while I was in school in, in, in New York oh, and then in, uh, in, in, in Vegas, yeah. I wondered if we ran into each other on more than one occasion, but uh, probably not. That is very possible. I still, I still did frequent nightclubs very much when I, when I moved back to the city. Yeah. Well, Cal, listen, I appreciate you taking the time to, to share your story here. Uh, it, it's, it's been a lot of fun talking to you. I always like to ask anybody that comes on if, uh, if there was one piece of advice that was given to you that's worked, that has stuck with you, you know, what, what would you share with the, with the audience right now, if there's anything? I mean, the one, the one piece of advice, I think I, I said it earlier in, uh, in the podcast is, you know, I think it's important for, for people to, to bet on themselves mm. and, 
Um, you know, I think there, there, there's there's so many uh, so many elements today in, in in the world that say like you know that that that, that kind of say like this is impossible or that's not possible or you know this is this is what you should be doing and i think um you know I, I do think there's there's not enough people that bet on themselves yeah great advice well listen uh cal i appreciate you taking the time uh it's been a pleasure talking to you uh thanks for being here yeah absolutely thank you paul all right appreciate you're welcome you guys inviting me on absolutely okay everybody let's wrap this one up right now uh remember your intention matters because that's the result that you'll tend to get we're out of here and I think we'll do it again next week. Be safe, everybody.